This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed, and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unboxed edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today in person by Robbie Payne. Hey, what's up? And virtually by Gabriel Brangers. Hey, everybody. So, uh, as you can tell, well... Gabe's uh, not here with us. <laughs> he's in spirit. He, no, yeah, he's here in, in spirit. In digital spirit. Digital spirit. Uh, yeah, Gabe had a COVID exposure, and so he's doing the right thing and, and kind of laying low, uh, <coughs> quarantining. And so he is over at his house, and we have him piped in via uh, a Google Meet chat that we have ran Studio into our sound. Studio D. Yeah. Studio D. Studio D. This is R. <laughs> My house is Studio Q. Yeah, my basement is, I guess, M. I, I don't even know. I don't even know where. Here, the, I don't know where it it lined up. Just to just to clarify, uh, Gabe did have contact with somebody who did test positive. Gabe tested negative today, but yes, according that to you know cool. the latest that we understand about this whole pandemic, you know, uh, apparently tests don't matter until after a week. Yeah. Um, so a negative test doesn't actually mean anything. Yeah, it's like a yeah. negative a negative test soon after exposure might show negative, but you might you need yeah. to get tested that, again after like seven to ten days, basically. Yeah, and they tell you they tell you specifically, and it's on the paperwork they gave me that if even if you tested negative, if you have a confirmed uh, contact, so it's like less than six feet for more than fifteen minutes, you should. I mean, it's not like the health department's not coming to my house, but you should quarantine. So wow. better safe than sorry. Uh, we have some people in our family that are immunocompromised. So we've told them not to drop by the house. And, uh, you know, Robbie and I both have kids and and I, I know Robbie's Robbie's dad as well. And uh, just to keep everyone safe, we've decided just to not have contact for a couple of weeks just to get, just to be safe. So. Yeah. And. I mean, the, the the awesome thing is, though, given the, the technology that we have, we were able to queue up a Google Meet real quick. Gabe can hop Keep on and rolling. still be here, you know, and that's, that's uh, 
you know, so the audio quality is not going to be the same of what you're maybe used to, but we're going to still be able to have a, a good conversation today. So, and uh, I am wearing pajama pants and slippers. <laughs> just FYI. Hey, you yeah, got to take the silver linings Dude, where you get them. Yeah. And, and take advantage of quarantine. I mean, why not? Yeah, man? There's parts of it. I'm not going to lie. There's parts of it that are pretty sweet. <laughs> Gabe's, let's be honest. Gabe's showing us his outfit right now. See, this is, this is where the thing that we're talking about will be really fun. Like if we ever have to do this, with the, the video switcher that we might get. Oh, that's true. You could actually feed in a video from another source as, you know, and yeah. you could do like a little. So are we, are we going to, are we going to talk about? Let's, I'm sold on it. I'm sold but on what it. Are so you, hey, what are you all using right now? The slate? Uh, no, no, we're using the Dell Latitude. Oh, okay. The, the camera. And I, I, I did not mention this in my review. I saw someone else did the camera on this Chromebook that I am using is garbage i know the lighting and <laughs> well, you got the hp great. yeah it's it's bad and this i'm is assuming an my my view to you probably isn't great either is it it didn't it didn't it, look I'm, great it, it looks okay compared to mine granted you're in a lighter room that's washed in light but mine to me my camera looks like it's pretty like grainy it's pretty grainy yeah it's pretty bad. grainy yeah but mm. anywho we're, we're talking about getting a uh video switcher uh, so basically, we will be able to use our studio cameras that we use for our YouTube videos, and we will be able to feed them into a switcher board like they do in broadcast television, and I will be able to produce on the fly a video of our podcast, and what we will do with that is we will probably put the long-form version of that over on the website, uh, so if anybody wants to go watch, just watch the podcast, you'll be able to do that there. But then the added benefit of this is we will be able to use some of those clips uh, as some additional YouTube content. So as we're talking about something that's relevant, uh, we'll be able to actually have a feed into the switcher of one of our computers. Uh, so either the Mac that we use for the actual audio recording or we can use a Chromebook as a feed into the switcher. And that can be like a cutaway as we're like scrolling through websites and talking about things. So it'll just be a more dynamic uh, podcast. It'll be a more uh, engaging podcast, I think. For those that are interested in that, obviously, we're going to keep putting out the regular audio podcast. That's not going anywhere. But this will be some additional content for those who want to see us talk. And, you know, maybe you just want to throw it throw it on while you're doing something else and be able to peek over and see us doing, you know, what we do. And occasionally uh, it's fun whenever we get to reference like something in the office or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like Robbie's doing this right now. You know, like you'll be right. able to see that. And right. I, obviously, I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen other podcasts that do this. Like it's super common. We just haven't, we, we have a, uh, we have a tendency to move fast and uh, make things happen. So we wanted to podcast, so we had used the gear that we did, and we started podcasting. And we just kind of figured it out along the way, right? Like, we didn't we didn't set out to podcast as, like, this whole big master plan of what we wanted a podcast to be. We were just like, hey, let's just start podcasting. We started podcasting again. And we were sitting over at Starbucks, remember? Sitting yep. at Starbucks, and we were yep. talking about what we wanted to do, and I was like, guys, we need to podcast. Like, we need to make this a more common thing. We had tried it, like, way back in, like, 2015 or 16 or something. And we just started it back up and we've been doing it every single week since then. We've only missed one week and that was just because of Christmas, right? Or no, I think we did one earlier in the week that week. Uh, yeah, Last we might have still missed a week. We might maybe I'm, I'm, I'm not one sure. or two, one or two weeks, maybe yeah, that we've missed. But other than that, we've been going strong. And now as we've, as we've progressed, as, as we've kind of 
uh, gotten comfortable with this format. Now we're ready to try something different. And again, it's just kind of the whole figure it out mentality, make it happen. And we started doing some research and looking at some different things. Uh, I actually used to work for a company called Switcher Studio uh, that is actually an iOS only app that uh, you can use iPads and iPhones to do a multi-camera switching kind of setup and, and live streaming. We don't need the live streaming part of that. And uh, for what they uh, are offering, like th they do an amazing job, but it's for people that already have iOS devices sitting around uh, or who want to invest in that. We already have all of our cameras. Like all we have to buy is battery adapters and we're good to go. Right. So it's kind of like we, we just, we're just going to use that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, last week we hinted at this, uh, and I think I'm comfortable enough with comfortable enough with it now that I'm ready to say we're going to do this. So stay tuned. Uh, I don't know how we're on the hook soon. now. I know. I mean, I got to do it now. Uh, I don't know how soon this will happen. Uh, obviously we're getting into the holiday buying season and we're working on a couple different things. Uh, yeah, there's some, so, there's some stuff that's got to be tied up, uh, in the next couple weeks, but. I, Once I mean, that's I over, though, it's like I just those feel are like kind of realistically, this is a January one thing. This is a twenty twenty one project. You I bet you say that, but I've been thinking about it for like six weeks now, and I'm ready to just do it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's it really it's just a matter of coming in and wiring everything up and being ready to go, and then yeah, you know. And we talked about like we want to kind of build a little set. Kind I think of. that's the part that that makes yeah. me think like it's going eh, to take gonna, us a little, gonna little bit take longer. A little time, yeah. You could come in on a Saturday and figure out the wiring bits oh, if we had the, the yeah. hardware. But, but we need to go buy some the stuff. The room looks okay for what we do in it right now. But yeah. for for this, and honestly, putting some effort into making this room good will help for B-roll and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff for YouTube, too. Like, this will give us another place to shoot. So Exactly. You know, I, I, I like all of these things. I just know that all of these things take some time. So right. And, 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 well, and I mean, built I mean, into that, we also need to iron that big thing on the wall. Yeah, we got some things we got to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So many things. Yeah, there's always so something to do. To do. Uh, Robbie said we're not allowed to buy anything else until he gets his golden tea go. Gold tea go. Seventeen fifty on no. eBay. No, <laughs> no. We have something else that, that we're going to buy. Than a Mac Mini. I was going to say we have something else we're going to buy that we'll talk about here in a minute that I think is more pressing than that, Robert. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> say more pressing. I mean, you say that, but dude, I played. <laughs> okay, so really? <laughs> we've, we've, I don't know that we've talked about this on the podcast, but uh, Stadia has released a family share feature where. Yeah, we haven't talked about that on here, Stadia. So let's talk about that for yeah, a second. On Stadia, if you have a family share account, <laughs> which Robbie and I do, <laughs> back we're up, family. Back up, back up. We're family. So yeah, you get six people total in your family. And My, they don't, I have a family They don't of four. say it has to be your immediate family. They don't care. We're, we're work family. There you go. Close enough. Um, and so... Um, you know, me, my wife, and I've got my two kids uh, on there as our like family unit. We had two others, and so I don't remember. This happened a few years back. We were, uh, I think, that's when we were out in San Francisco. We were in Las Vegas. We were riding in the crazy lift with the dude that had the uh, disco ball and the lights. Remember, that's when we added the family group, and that's when we started talking about T-Mobile and and. Uh, no, 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 no. This was in San oh, Francisco, it was dude. For that, it, we were in a lift, but it was in we were in San Francisco for the Pixel event. That's right. Because we were if it was the same the conversation stuff, about T-Mobile, it yeah. was about the phone. Right, it was about the Pixel Two. Yes. You wanted to get it, and the Google it. stuff came before that, though. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure when yeah. the exact time happened. I, I couldn't remember if those were the same event or... So, anyway. also, I'm on Robbie's uh, 
uh, cell phone plan. T-Mobile plan. Because <laughs> you can you can add lines, and so it just made sense. I mean, why you not? were with Fi for a while, and yeah. you're like, and, and I, I remember you were getting a switch. Data, yeah, and, I, was and I was draining like, it. It was bad. I can add you a I line like, on my I, I was getting for to pay twenty like, bucks. I was paying like one hundred twenty dollars a month. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that, and then at some point, I was like, "Well, you might as well jump on this family plan thing." So then you can have YouTube Premium and yada yada. Yeah, well, uh, and play music. Play music yeah, was play music in that. wasn't like all the googly stuff was kind of there. It it still technically is. It's all uh, YouTube Premium comes with because that includes YouTube Music. Um, I, 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 and that was all that was in there. Yeah, so, yeah. That that did all just of those, those two. Things. Yeah. So anyway, Stadia just announced. Um, the addition of their gaming libraries being shared over family. Uh, and I wasn't sure how that was going to work. Like I, at first I thought perhaps uh, this would be a, a situation where like maybe your, what was I thinking? It was going to be like your purchase stuff. Maybe Yeah, the things that you um, had bought outside of yeah, pro. Maybe that's what I thought. Like not your claimed games. Right. I was like the claim games. There's no way they're going to let people share that. They, they do. Yep. Um, Anything that Robbie has claimed in his, in his pro account I've claimed is in every my pro account. Game. I've got them all. <laughs> Uh, I was like I scrolled play, through. I was I like, "Holy crap!" I was like, "Does he play any but of these you, games?" You no know uh, together, not correct? Yes. So we can't play at the same time. So unless you both own the game, so one of two things: Joe could so for uh, uh, PGA Tour Two K Two One, for instance, which is one title that I have played. I played that in Super Hot a bunch. Um, he can play that game since I purchased it when it came out. But if he hot and he can do his own profile, like he's setting up his mm-hmm. own thing, playing his own it's version through of the game. my account. It's yeah. just, we can't both be using the game at the same time, which sucks. Cause I want to get online and play yeah. against him. But uh, we could, we so, could, we could both bring our controllers over and play in the office, right? As multiplayer, we could pair two controllers and play that way. Multiplayer. I don't yeah. know. I'm not <laughs> yeah, sure. Maybe. I know because like when you play locally right now on, on the one account I've done, you can just add guests. You can add three guests and play, but that doesn't. And all use the same controller. You can pair. You can pass around a controller if yeah. you want, and, but, and that's fine. But the guest person doesn't have their own like profile and everything. Yeah, you're, you're, I you're already not gaining bought, XP. I'm already all in. Like I bought the uh, I don't know how to say it. Malbon, M A L B O N. It's a golf company. They're kind of like a hipstery kind of golf company, and. You can buy all your attire, so of course I went all in on like oh, the hipster okay. outfit. You, you need know? to go all in and buy the game, so we can play. That's what. It, that, and honestly, after playing it last <laughs> night, dude, after playing it last it's night, fun. I have a, I have a ten dollar credit. I'm like, I'm probably just gonna buy this, so that way yeah, we can play it's, together. It's yeah. fun. Uh, and I just uh, the the Chromecast giveaways uh, that that happened for YouTube um, Premium subscribers cashed in on that. I didn't need it, so uh, my neighbor across the street is a golf fanatic. And he's been wanting to get Stadia and back and forth on whether or not to get the new Chromecast or wait till and wait till you know Stadia yeah. works on that later or go and get a Stadia bundle. So I got this free one and I was so super excited when it came in. Yeah. I walked across <laughs> the street and gave it to him. So he got it set up, um, and he's been apparently his wife texted my wife uh, last night and said it's a picture. He got a new 65 inch TV too, and so he's now playing on his 4k tv with his and uh, she just sent a picture of that to my wife and said i guess this is what i'm going to be looking at for a while like uh it's super yeah. fun it's yeah, this hard dude, this dude's it's got a very difficult a, game a, but it's so fun full-size green putting green in his basement like he's he's a fanatic but he did he just shot uh uh under par twice in the last week so oh he shot under par at maywood and gosh. shot under par at um oh wow yeah maywood's legit that's tough um it's a tough there's course. another course he shot at and i'm like dude both of those to shoot 
par is amazing. Yeah. He shot like two under on both. That's insane. So like what he, is I mean, par could, at Maywood? It's it's a seventy two yeah, course. Seventy two course. But still, I mean, it's it's not an easy course. No. Uh, it's it's relatively long and challenging. So uh, yeah, he loves golf, and so he is all over this two K two one. So I'm like, cool, we can uh, uh, get some three well, we man create, three man things can, going. We can go some in skins games. I saw and, where you can create you can create like local or uh, not local, but uh, you can create your own little tournaments and stuff. Oh like, yeah, and you, you can, can create your players. own courses. Yeah. You can build courses. Yeah, and you can invite players, you know, based on their name, their stadium names and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So it'll be fun once uh once that works in. Anyway, all of that to say, I don't know how we got off on I was saying oh, family my po- No, my point was, well, the family share stuff is there and it's working. So any game that Robbie has bought or claimed through his pro account is now available for me to play, who I wasn't like I tried Stadia, but I'm just not a huge gamer, so I let my trial of Pro expire, and I don't have Pro anymore. So I just have a Stadia account, the base base Stadia. Just the free stuff. And now with Robbie adding all of those, I have every game that he has claimed or bought. <laughs> but what led to even PGA 2K was uh, you said you needed, we needed to buy oh, yeah. Go, and I was saying, That's right. let's just play PGA. No, it's still it's nowhere near as fun as, <laughs> I know. as Golden Tee. I know. I know. Do not, not fool yourself. No, it's not. It is not as fun as spinning that ball. Uh, no, it's fantastic. Golden uh, Tee is its own thing. It it's, is. It's brilliant. Two K two one is fun, but it's difficult. It's, it's not arcadey enough for me. No, um, it's it's like realistic golf. Yeah, it's, video game. It went too far away from Tiger Woods, unfortunately. Um, and even if you turn off, like. You can turn the the difficulty stuff down to where it does feel a little more like playing Tiger Woods, like the whole like you know remember pushing the button real fast to charge up to get a, a bonus you know distance and then being able to tap and spin for backspin after you, need you get to the add shot. Some little Those fun are stuff arcade like things. Like you you, know, you should just be able to play fun, in yeah. arcade mode. Yeah, and, and add, add a couple of that stuff. stuff. And yeah, and let me let me just play and build my character up. So that's yeah. the other thing. You don't build your character up in two K two one either. You build experience. you get better. You can get better yeah. golf clubs. Right. Um, but it's that game is so realistic. They just are like, no, you'll just get better at playing the game. You know, like you would playing a real sport. It's not about like building up your character. And I'm like, hmm, I want to be able to. I want to be able to. I want to be able to hit, you know, 400 yard drives. Come I want, on, let I me want build. an average of 380 <laughs> yards down the fairway each time. I don't know why that's so much to ask <laughs> why, for. Why? Why is that? Why is that too much? Maybe if I get ask. enough XP, I can get like a rocket launcher driver. Yeah. Oh yeah, there that's realistic. Go. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know, Callaway X Hot. <laughs> exactly. Illegal. Can't play in the pro. Nope. Not yeah. allowed. Uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's switch subjects. Uh, MediaTek. Was that the first one we were gonna? I didn't bring my yeah notepad yeah because we can we can work this in with the other yeah so Apple, me- Apple thing. MediaTek had their event. We talked about this last week. Yeah, because no. Gabe's video went out last week, same time as a podcast. That's right. About the box that they yes, sent. Yes, the they sent us a box, and we they included a Lenovo Chromebook Duet in there for us to give away. So we're giving that away. There's a week left on that as of today, so it's ending on November 20th. If you haven't entered to win, you need to go do that brand new Lenovo Chromebook Duet. You need to just it will go be enter to win in the show it's notes. Awesome. It's just it's one of our favorite Chromebooks of 2020. So you just need to go enter to win that. It's a no brainer. Um, but so, th- yeah, they sent us that box. It was cool, but that was kind of like a save the date, like kind of goodie box. It was cool of them. Yeah, like, it was, it was cool. like a little goodie box to get us excited about the event. I mean, so Qualcomm th- hasn't sent us anything. No, they have not. So. No, they have <laughs> not. Just wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Just it's saying. True. It's true. Just Maybe saying. Apple will send us something. 
Yeah, maybe a Mac Mini. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> hey, let's just start writing. Hey, if- Apple doesn't even send their fan stuff. I know, right? I think Marquez Ouch. gets stuff in advance. No. Not even him? No, he had one of his latest videos about the iPhones and stuff. He talked about the event and was like, I had to go I'm get waiting it. on mine. And I think it like the FedEx truck screwed up. No, that was with this Pixel 5. Anyway, he doesn't get them early either. Wow. Like, nobody gets the stuff early. And I, it's nice to be straight across the board like no, that. No, for but. real. Yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, I think I think getting people review units for certain things is cool. But yeah. Uh, anywho, they MediaTek had their uh, event, their summit, as they called it, yeah. on uh, the 10th, right? No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Wow. It was, the t- this, this it was, was only a few days. Day it was a few days ago. This week yeah. has been so weird. We literally sat down and we we're talking. We we're like, "Yeah, let's talk about the media tech event." And I was like, "That was this week." Yeah, <sighs> it's just yeah. been one of those weeks. Uh, yeah, this uh, COVID nineteen thing is not done. <laughs> yeah, and for me, like this has just been a long week because there's yeah. been some yeah, you, stuff yeah, in, you in the family. Some... My wife's had some uh, stuff we've had to deal with. And yeah, it's just been a weird week. So it's been a long week. Yeah. But here we are. We're chugging along. MediaTek had their event. It happened. It did happen. We covered it. And they announced, officially announced, some chips that we've been thinking were coming. And we're, you know, assuming they were going to be announced. But they're yeah. here. Yeah, like on the podcast even, just last week, we yeah, were we talking about, about them. It. We're like, okay, 8192 is what's in Asurata and Hayato. Uh, we know these this thing has been in development. I mean, Gabe found the original MediaTek 8192 commit. Ugh. It was that wasn't ago. a CES find, but it was not far after. No, if no. I remember right. Yeah, I, w- I was going to say nine months ago, so probably somewhere around that. Yeah, so it, it's it's been a while. We've been tracking Aserata. Hayato just showed up like a month ago. That that one's pretty re- new, and there are it's no other boards. <laughs> Hayato. <laughs> Uh, there are no other boards coming from Aserata yet, um, but if the way MediaTek has or MediaTek devices have worked before, like because um, Kukui, which is what bred uh, the Lenovo Chromebook Duet, that device it was actually remember Flapjack, remember, remember yeah. Flapjack, remember so that I was, was super stoked about Flapjack. Yeah. Flapjack was the original. It got everybody thought, and I'm I, I still think this is true too. Like that, that was going to be a Google made low end yeah. Chromebook uh, tablet. And then they were like, and they're "Wait, like, we're, we're not, not going to make these tablets anymore. anymore." So we quit. Um, and then it took them a little bit to get everything transitioned. Like Kukui was actually a, a sub board of Flapjack, and they ended up flipping it, like make Kukui the main board, and then everything started spawning from it. So there was a little bit of uh, chaos at the beginning of of that, but it wasn't quick. It wasn't like Kukui showed up and then they started spawning boards. It was after they got right. worked out for a while. And then over the last, you know, we're talking back last year in the last quarter of 2019 is when we started seeing more of these boards show up. We're still yet to see a bunch of Kukui devices. I mean, we only have a few. Uh, there's a couple that have shown up recently. Um, and I'd say there's at least six or seven more boards uh, that we don't know anything about yet. So they'll likely be the education or, you know, $200, claim shell. Yeah. Uh, there's one uh, more of them we're tracking to be a tablet. So it'll be interesting to see when it comes out. But that it makes more sense now that we see MediaTek's roadmap. So at their summit, they, they spent all of like seven minutes yeah. on, on Chrome chip. And, and but they, they didn't. But they, they made a graph. Yes. Thank you. They had a graph. I was able to use the graph yeah. in the video. Um, although it was a little skewed. I couldn't fix that. But <laughs> hey. Uh, 
I did figure it out in uh, Lightroom today. I was messing around with Lightroom again today. You can actually skew things in Lightroom and make them square. Again. Like in three dimensions, mm-hmm. basically. That's yeah. that's what helps. Like trying to get your brain to figure out how to. I need to distort the left to bring the right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it doesn't it, make it, sense in my head. Yeah, I can't do that. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. A, I'm <laughs> not an artiste. Gabe's like yes. <laughs> um, no, the whole skewing thing. Oh my no. gosh! Because you got to think of how to make a two dimensional object three dimensional. Quasi, yeah, like I've, I've even watched the tutorials on Gravit of how to screw stuff on there. And like, there, there's and that like, one tutorial that does the it, it shows you how to do it like 45 degrees. Like, here's how to take well, this thing and it lean up. it and turn it 45, yeah. and it gives you the very specific it's like to the decimals, but it of, still messes right. up. I'm like, but even if you get that right, that's not telling me how to go about doing this for myself, Moving that's it. telling me how to do one orientation. I, like, I, no I did, it's I no did good. find that one tutorial about in, in Gravit about how to make. Uh, three-dimensional angled text like that because I was trying to add it like down the side of a, a Chromebook or something we were doing a, a featured image you set up the project as isometric which basically is the yeah three-dimensional plane where you right. can then move things at 45 oh, degree okay. angles okay that's I didn't realize you could do an isometric you that's it. what I did yeah. and yeah it was I've done it a couple times and like got a decent result on accident but i had no idea what i <laughs> yeah that's no. kind of what happened with me i don't even remember what project that was but yeah anyhow it's yeah it's it's a pain in the butt but so back to media tech so they <laughs> I mean, we're all on. over the place it's a, it's that kind Woo. of week so they uh they they put their roadmap all on this one graphic that joe said that was, was skewed um <laughs> uh, and now that we kind of see it, it's like, okay, this makes sense. So the the, the M, uh, MT8192 is in the middle. It is the middle chip. Last week when we were talking about the MT8195 that they announced a month and a half, two months ago, whenever it was, they had that random, it was Gizmo China covered it. That secret meeting they yeah, had. <laughs> it was like some sort of, I don't even know what that was. But it was a thing. It got out a little bit like us and a couple people covered it and thought it was something. But... Acer was there, and they basically said, hey, we've got an 8195, 6 nanometer ARM chip aimed for Chromebooks. It's going to help make better, more affordable Chromebooks. Um, but they didn't say anything about it. So we're like, is it going to be powerful? Or is it going to be mid-range? We don't know. Don't know what it's going to be. So now they have this roadmap laid out. The 8192, we've been tracking. 8195, we've known nothing about until now. And then the 8183, that is in the Lenovo Duet. Right. They're not getting. It's not like these two are going to supplant the eighty one eighty three, and they're just done with it. Like they know good and well, probably for the next six months, I bet that eighty one eighty three is still going to be coming out in devices. It's still going to be relevant. They're going to support it, obviously, because like the Duet has. Is it update to twenty twenty six? I think is its update. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they, you still got six years to mess with that thing. So you know, it's it's going to be part of MediaTek's roadmap. That's the low end, affordable. The medium one is uh, 8192, and then the 8195 is on the top end. The cool part is we found out, I think that was the MacBook. It was. Uh, it wasn't me. It <laughs> wasn't And me. it was not the Chromebook. Uh, but what we figured out was, uh, from what they had to say, is kind of uh, an idea of how powerful the chips are going to be. So we also didn't know about the 8192. Like, we've been tracking it for months, but right. there's no... We don't know what it's going to be. Like we have no idea. Now we at least know the GPU that's built in. Uh, we knew we know the ARM Cortex cores that are going to be part of it. So the eighty one ninety two is coming with the A seventy six Cortex A seventy six, and then the eighty one ninety five, the top end is Cortex A seventy eight. And 
to put that in perspective, uh, that's super exciting because <laughs> the seventy eight. 78 it hasn't is, even really come out yet. Yeah, it was announced. There's no gonna, chips with that Cortex. Uh, the newest Samsung Exynos chip is going to going to come out with the 78. So it's not out yet. But their their latest big chip is going to be that. And then the Snapdragon, which when we talk about ARM chips, the the ARM chips that most people would be like, if you're going to find somebody that knows anything about an ARM chip, they're going to know they're going to know the name Snapdragon from Qualcomm, and they're going to know about Apple's silicon. Um, uh, whatever the the chip is called, you know they're going to at least know. Hey, this they might know. I'm not going to say they will know. They might know that. Hey, my phone has the A14 or whatever. Um, so Apple is is obviously in the front lines of the best ARM chips you can buy. Uh, Qualcomm is fighting to stay in that space too. Uh, to I think Apple still has a lead on them, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, and but MediaTek's coming up. Yeah. Like MediaTek is is doing some doing some cool stuff. And the way it breaks down basically is you have ARM cores, and we talked about this in the video that we put out uh, this week, but their ARM each year comes out with their latest and greatest cores. Um, they also produce uh, a GPU, the Mali GPU, or Mali, I don't know how you pronounce it, but... Uh, I think it would be Mali. Mali, Mali. Yeah. Um, but they, they produce that, that GPU as well, um, where companies like Qualcomm and, and Apple supersede other chip makers is they go produce their own GPU. And I don't know if it's based on what ARM does or if it's just their own thing. I'm not really sure. Uh, but if you do some side-by-side comparisons of the latest uh, GPU that ARM gives basically or gives out for their their to go along with the new Cortex chips, and then you look at the Adreno GPU, for instance, that's in a Snapdragon, the Adreno just right. smashes uh, the, the Mali or Mali uh, GPUs. And so that's part of it. And the other part is, you know, ultimately ARM is just providing you an architecture. They're providing you like the building blocks to make these chips. And then these companies that have the resources, that have the skill, that have the manufacturing ability can go and build better chips. And so, I mean, Qualcomm's, how big are they? I mean, they're billions of dollars. Right? I mean, massive, massive yeah. company. Granted, they're in, you know, 5G and they're Wi-Fi and modems and they do all kinds of stuff. But building chipsets is big part of their business i mean they're for a long time there they were the only name in android phones it that was it um but you've got some other companies coming up and mediatek is one of them um so we have to take all of this with a grain of salt knowing that a76 cores are what are in the snapdragon 855 um that is not me saying the mediatek mt8192 with a76 will cortex be exact will be as fast as 855 it will not be um, partially because the GPU will not be as good. It's the, right. I can't remember the, do you remember the name? G- it, it's the Mali 50. 57 or 56, I think. So it's an older generation GPU. So, yeah. Um, and so it's, it's when I, I, I did some looking and it, it definitely takes a backseat to the GPU that is on board with the 855. So, you know, there's part of this you have to look at and be like, yeah, CPU computing is one thing. GPU is a lot of it, especially when you're talking about running games and stuff like that. However, um, with the the terrible GPU and and Cortex A seventy three cores that are in the Lenovo Duet right now, compare those with what we're going to be getting in this new MediaTek chip, and it's not even close. It's, I mean, we're talking three to four times more processing power, more GPU power. So if we're comparing apples to apples, which is a MediaTek Chromebook to a MediaTek Chromebook. The 8192 is going to be a massive 
massive leap forward. It'll be the biggest step forward we've seen uh, with Chromebooks and ARM chips. And that's right. super exciting. I think it's going to be on par or a little better than what we're going to see in the Snapdragon 7C. And clearly we have not seen what that thing's going to be capable of in a Chromebook either. The the little hands-on time we've had with this, the uh, Spin uh, 513 from Acer is not indicative of what that chip's going to do. I think it's both of them are going to be very, very good on Chromebooks. And, you know, that that's super exciting because we're already tracking those. They're saying early like 2021. They're coming. Yeah, they're coming. Early, early in 2021 is when we should see those. Probably around the same time we're starting to see Snapdragon The 95, they said, would be like third quarter next year? They did say. Oh, okay. uh, I thought Gabe had said Am I saying like that right, Gabe? Quarter? Like they... They just said in the future, right? They never yeah, actually so said. They said, yeah, they the verbiage was something like following the release of the 8192. So, Which to me sounds like good as ours. Yeah, next fall. What <laughs> MediaTek needs to do is get a hold of the M1 chip and reverse, <laughs> reverse engineer it. <laughs> Some corporate GPU espionage. That they have. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean. It, it, now, granted, the, the 8195 is going to be, it's going to be beast. And they, they're listing it as premium. But my guess is, in general, MediaTek chips allow for pretty affordable Chromebook manufacturing. And there, there's a lot of reasons why. I saw somebody had asked, you know, why are people getting excited? If we have Intel Chromebooks, why are we getting excited about these lower-powered ARM chips? And it's for a lot of reasons. Like Android, It's the same reason we're getting excited about a new Mac Mini. Yeah, I mean, Android compatibility is exciting. Um, and if you don't ever use Android apps, I mean, I get Power. it. That's not that exciting. But there's there's some cool Android apps that, you know, may or may not be better on ARM chips. I mean, they're just yeah. going to be better. And if you're looking for a small tablet or, or something that's an ultra-portable type thing, for like for people like me, I'd like to be able to fire up PUBG and, and enjoy playing on it. I can play on the Lenovo Chromebook Duet. Um it struggles just, a little bit. It's just not great. But the settings it allows are better than just about any other Chromebook. So I'm like, yeah. man, you get some horsepower into this thing, and now we're going to be talking. Um, but the 8195 should give us more performance for less money um, right. because it, it, it affects so many things. Like, you don't need as much battery. I was going to say, like, need ba- battery drain, uh, power drain. You don't need fans. You don't need... Um, all these extra things you have to have with Intel chips. Is this going to be a core I seven to 11th gen core I seven power? No, it's not going to be as strong as that. Um, but it's also not going to be so far behind that it feels gimped either. You know, it's going to, it's going right. to be a strong performer. Um, and I think the prices are going to be interesting and it, it makes for so much easier uh, manufacturing processes. Like they can get, creative with arm powered chips where they can't with Intel chips, like because the motherboards have to be a certain size and it's going to need this much battery. Like, yeah, we can't, it's hard to build a tablet out of that. Look at the slate. That's what happened with the slate. You try to cram Intel chips into a tablet and it's just a little bit too heavy and it's a little bit too big and it's a little bit too clunky. And then you pick up the duet and go, Oh, this is nice. Yeah. Because the, the motherboard and it's the size of a Snickers bar. You know, everything's on that. It's what, who posted a, that photo? A small Snickers. That was the Pixel Book. Oh. That was even, like the one in the Duet, I guarantee it's even smaller. even smaller. Most of the Duet is battery inside that thing. And it gets great right. battery life, you know. And so the ability to have that kind of stuff and ARM chips, like we can go on a whole diatribe about ARM chips too with the ability to, to customize things. Like that's why MediaTek is going to be ahead of Qualcomm for a little bit in the space. They've been 
dealing with the customizations to make their chips work better with Chrome OS and optimize them for Chrome OS and make sure that, you know, as they run into the kinks down the road, they fix those things. And ARM gives you the ability to do that with yeah, exactly. on a particular device level basis. They can just go, oh, we, you need that thing to do this thing? Cool, write it and make that thing happen. Uh, versus Intel says, here's what I do. Figure out match up, Match up what works <laughs> yeah. to us. And it's, it's why Apple's getting away from Intel. It's why I firmly believe uh, over time, Google will too. Like, I, I think unless Intel figures out a way to be a lot more flexible, it's just going to slowly but surely get eaten away with ARM chips because yeah. ARM is closing the performance gap and Intel can't match the battery life claims. Intel can't match the, the uh, performance per watt that, that ARM chips can. I mean, they just don't need much battery life. You know, like it doesn't require that much. And so that just gives you so much more flexibility as a hardware maker and then throw in the fact that they're more customizable. And it's like as a hardware maker, when I'm looking at building a cool new device, do I want to do something that I'm like able to just customize and flex on? Or do I want to do something that here's my set of rules and I got to build so, my device around that processor. So, so, so let me, let me ask you this as far as, well, I was going to say, and they're cheaper, which I think they kind of are, but oh, no, they are. Yeah, they I are. Mean, but even the top level, oh, yeah, uh, even like Qualcomm's latest, greatest Snapdragon is going to be way cheaper but, than a high end core i7 chip. But like where my brain's going here, and I'm just kind of talking this out as I'm thinking here. Intel says, hey, here's our chip. You need to take this and you can use it. And we're going to charge you this much, right? Arm, I'm sure, has licensing things that they do where manufacturers purchase licensing of arm architecture is that how it works that's chip makers do that okay so the so. chip makers do that right so then in the future could it could we get to a point where arm chips are getting so awesome <laughs> that they end up creeping up in price my my point was they're cheaper because arm is uh is uh What's the word I'm looking for? Like spread out. It's it's uh it's horizontal. It's not as it's competition. Yeah, it's not as vertical as Intel, right? Yeah, and it's it's so it's, even it, if we do get better and better chips, ARM chips over time, there's going to be multiple people making better and better ARM chips right. over time. So the price is going to hopefully still and that's stay the thing. lower. Like you can't just go buy an ARM processor. Like that's not what ARM does. ARM doesn't build. I don't know that. Do they even build reference processors? I, yeah, I don't. Uh, if they no, do, does, if they do, it's not. Building. Like they, uh, they just make. They figure out how to make the cores that make the processors, and so that's the difference here. And because right now, yeah. name like we've talked about this name x eighty six processor builders, AMD, Intel, and yeah. that one in China that Gabe always likes yeah. to reference. <laughs> and I don't even think they make them anymore. But yeah, and, and it's. Like you can't go to Best Buy and buy a Snapdragon in the box processor either. You just that's just it's not the way it is. They are they take the ARM architecture from ARM, they customize it the way that they want it for their chip, for the device that it's going into, whether it's Samsung making it for their own device or Qualcomm making it for Huawei or whoever they're making it for. So I can I can go to Best Buy and I can buy an i9 chip, but then that i9 chips only going to do whatever Intel has hard coded it to do. Right. So. And then you build the system around what that chip's capability is. And so that that's why arm has such an advantage here in multiple facets and it always has, it just hasn't had 
uh, ARM-based chips have just not had the performance to meet what people need um, from a desktop computing scenario. That is changing. Yeah. Um, clearly, uh, in multiple facets. And my my last thing that I'll I'll talk about here with from the MediaTek slash Chromebook perspective of this whole thing is their axiom i think did a story back in the spring about google working on their own silicon we have sundar making a claim on um, um, investor call last mm-hmm. week week or so about these long-term hardware investments that could be interpreted to be all kinds of things uh, but he said some of those things are going to come to fruition early 2021 and, and over the next couple years so we already got people saying like hey that very well could mean Google's own uh, uh, chipsets coming. And the reason that that is such a big deal, uh, not if, but when it happens, like Google needs to get in this space for a multitude of reasons. It's not that Google doesn't make any of their own silicon. They make their Titan chip. Uh, they make the neural core that was in the couple. Uh, was it in Pixel, Pixel 2? F- I know it was in Pixel 4 and 3. Four I can't remember three, if it was in I can't two. remember if it was in 2 or not. So, you know, those are small chipsets, but it still shows that they've yeah, got they've got people working. Yeah. Uh, and those those pieces of silicon are ARM-based things, you know, that like all of the all of the technology, like ARM doesn't have to just build CPUs. Like there there are other branches to this whole thing. Uh, but ultimately, you know, when when Google does move forward, because they've said they they did say in that Axiom report it was clear like they're building chips for Pixel phones and Chromebooks, their own Chromebooks. Whether or not they will share that uh, silicon with other manufacturers, unclear. Um, there's a chance that they won't. I, I don't know. Because ARM is as flexible as it is, it's both a uh, competitive um, resource and a weapon. Um, Qualcomm has figured out how to weaponize this. So they know we figured out how to make it better. We can charge a little bit more for it. And then phone manufacturers aren't going to have the capability to do it. It's odd to me that Samsung hasn't figured out how to best Qualcomm. For, yeah. Honestly, it's Samsung's issue though is uh, connectivity. Like they just haven't cracked that whole 4G. Like they never. Like when LTE hit, Samsung's Exynos processors started wobbling all over <laughs> the place. Like it, they couldn't figure out how to keep the connectivity part, and that's where Qualcomm kind of created their empire because they they met in the middle of two. Uh, converging industries. They met in the middle of the wireless industry slash smartphone industry. And everybody was like, we don't want to figure this out. Qualcomm builds this chip. That's got both things. We're just going to go use that. Yes. And that's what happened. That's why they converged and and they kind of won the space. Um, In the same way, Apple has kind of done the same thing with iPhones and iPads and stuff. They've got enough people. They've got enough money and resources to build these things for their phones, for their hardware, for their software that line up and, and make really impressive um, pieces of hardware. Google could do the same thing mm-hmm. because the openness of ARM means anybody can jump in and do it. Um, there's going to be differing levels of expertise and a company like Rockchip, they make ARM processors. It's the same Cortex-A whatever cores but they ain't the same processors, and we all know that. If you've used a, a, a Chromebook Tab 10 from Acer, you know 
that's not the same level of uh, <laughs> processing we've been talking about here. Uh, but it's still an arm chip. Sure. And, and they're not the only ones like Huawei makes chips. Apparently Huawei makes really good chips. Um, and you know, obviously MediaTek makes chips. Um, and there's a bunch of other smaller companies that make, make arm chips. You it's, it's an even playing field. So that means it's open. But then if you master that thing, it yeah. gives you the right to charge more for it and to make better stuff than your comp- competition. You, so is Google going to share? Like if they yeah. come out with the, the Are they G1 gonna sell it to chip, people? Yeah. I doubt it. Yeah. I feel like they're not. Well, I feel they like had they're the gonna OP1 make it. thing that they were partnering with. Well, it was Tim I Claire, think that, was their, chip, right? that was their toe sticking in was the water of going, chip? maybe we'll just help use somebody else's chip. It was the Rock chip 3399. And if they went that route, fine. Like, great. Partner with... I, they should have partnered with MediaTek, but partner with MediaTek and or say, hey, <laughs> yeah, like we want to, we want custom chips built. And they clearly didn't do that. You know, they were, they were using an off the shelf chip and trying to make some modifications to what they could and make it work in a Chromebook. That's honestly what's happened with MediaTek chips too, up to this point. Now we have MediaTek saying, hey, we're building Chromebook chips. Th- that is the type of thing. Like I think that Google making their own silicon could help promote so if Google comes out and says, hey, our new Pixelbook contains our Google Silicon or whatever. I don't know what they're going to call them. Um, you know, our Pixel, our Pixel phones and our Pixel books and all of our smart home stuff all have our own processors in them. And here's why that's awesome. And it takes G1. advantage of this and it takes advantage <laughs> Thank you. of that's that. That's what I was doing. The G1. The G1. G1. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and, and they can to just me, it, ma- it makes sense. I think, I think this is all coming on the heels of I mean, the OP1 whole thing, that all kind of fell flat on its face because the herald for the OP1 was the rock chip. And honestly, it turned out to be a dud. But Google wants silicon makers to make chips designed for Chrome OS. Right. And we've seen it now with Ryzen. They have these Ryzen chips coming out that they're honestly just tweaked versions of the Ryzen chips that AMD already has, but they have the C on them and they're, they're tweaked for Chrome OS and Google is in a prime place to launch their own Silicon. And that should help catapult this movement forward. um, Yeah. Cause 'cause I'm, I don't know that we could say snap or uh, Qualcomm's taking it completely serious. Like the seven C is used on windows too. Like I don't, they're not all in on. Yeah, I think, we're, we're I think they're like, hey, Chromebooks. you know, we'll make it work. We'll make it work on a Chromebook, and we'll take advantage. But again, ARM being wide open is is both things. It's a commodity, but it's also yeah. can be weaponized. And, right. And and I think if Google will do that, if they'll weaponize it, if they'll use it and be like, hey, look, we're going to make this. We're going to make it awesome. Buying a Pixelbook <laughs> and using our ARM chip is has all these benefits then the media techs of the world and the snapdragon or the the qualcomms of the world then look and go oh wow that does work really well look how good this is this is a great system we want to get in on that kind of level and they have the freedom to they really do like qualcomm or MediaTek, either one have the ability to talk directly and they are they're already doing this to talk directly with manufacturers and say hey what is it you want to build uh, Chrome, we know, we know the asset of Chrome OS. What is it you want to bring to the table and how can we make this chip work in tandem with all those things to, yeah. to deliver the thing, the product you would like to bring to market. 
where Google it's, has the benefit is they're just more vertically aligned. They they have a team in house that says, "Hey, we're building this. What hardware are you thinking?" They say, "We're thinking this hardware," and they know Chrome OS obviously better than anyone else. And so they have a little bit of a step up, but it's still a pretty level playing ground. And the reason why I don't think if Google or when Google comes out with their own silicon, it's not going to be like, hey, all Chromebooks are powered by the G1 processor. Are they mm. even going to share it? I, I, I don't think so. Yeah. I just don't think so. I don't think they will. Um, but I could be yeah. wrong. I'm, I think we'll I've know more. Wrong yeah. I think we'll know more. Uh, I would say... I would say uh, Maybe even early next year, we'll yeah, start think, seeing some stuff before, on this before Q two or yeah. by Q two. We'll we're know. Gonna, we'll know hear more a lot about, more rumblings yeah. about uh, Google. At least, at least some some r- rumors or something of what they're doing. Yeah, like right the, now, we don't really know the, much. Guarantee the first thing we'll see because there's some rumors swirling now. I don't know if you all have seen these, but um, that the Pixel six, which is a terrible oh, name gonna for a phone, Pixel be a 6. March March release. Yeah, like a February yeah. March release, yeah. and that it's going to contain that silicon. Yeah. So, so well, yeah, early. If that I mean, happens, if if that phone leaks the same way any other Google phone right. has leaked, we'll know maybe some yeah, by we'll like Christmas. Way. We'll we'll know like yeah. next week. <laughs> we'll know by Christmas. Yeah, um, <laughs> but in the event that it does, even if like they've been pretty clear that you know a Pixel phone first, Chromebook after. Yeah. Being able be cool to look at, like, being able to see what a Pixel phone would Dude, do with Google's a, own silicon and be able to test it and benchmark and see all these things and look at that, we'll be able they, to make some assumptions about what, what they'll pull off what with if, a Chromebook. What, what if they just went all in in March? They're getting away, maybe, maybe they're getting away from the fall release schedule. They're getting away from they all should. these other people putting out all their tech in October and September, right? But especially if they get off the Qualcomm boat, they don't have to exactly. worry about it. Exactly, they don't have anymore. to worry, because that's what's dictated some of this, oh, right? percent Qualcomm's putting out their stuff on a certain schedule, so then all these manufacturers are, are putting out their same stuff kind of in this same routine Samsung, after that. Samsung pushes hard to be able to, to get, get their They're stuff always out. one of the yeah. first yeah. people in March to get their phone out with the yeah. latest Snapdragon. It's like, that's about as quick as you can get, and that's right. Samsung. Yeah, exactly. You know? the, the biggest of the biggest. So what if what if Google just goes all in? What if they put out a, what if they put out a Pixel 6 with this new chip, Google chip in it, and then they're like, oh, and also we've updated the Pixelbook. Here's Pixelbook 2 or what, or just Pixelbook 2021 version. Yeah. And just give us the same Pixelbook, it's the basically. Same, it's the same cut design. The bezels, cut yeah. the bezels down, get rid of the silicon. Get rid of the silicon Or silicone pads. hand rest. Yeah. Silicone yeah. pads. And, put in, and yep. put in Google silicone inside. Yep. Done. Finished. USS There's, screen and you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Add USS screen. Yeah. yeah, need that. There we go. There's How about for a stowable, rechargeable USS stylus? We're asking Boom. for stuff. For asking stowable, for re- yes, love it. I haven't written this yet. Here's a tidbit. Uh, this maybe go out over the weekend, but there's a, a stowable USI stylus toting Chromebook coming that is of a Jasper Lake uh, variety, which means oh, wow. very affordable. Jasper Lake's going to yeah. replace the in 4000s uh the gemini like stuff so it's going to be in the low you know 300 dollars type chromebook arena and it's going to have a stowable rechargeable usi stylus so this isn't something that's going to be oh only the premium chromebooks have it nope this is yeah. gonna this is going to become commodity like yeah. a stowable rechargeable stylus in a chromebook is just going to be like uh-huh yeah and a and keyboard right sure yeah exactly normalized exactly. yeah i love that yeah let's take a real quick break for an ad and we'll be right back This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. 
They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Alrighty, welcome back, everybody. Uh, so as we were saying during our break there, this is like the at least four weeks that ARM has like dominated the, the Chromecast. Yeah, uh, ARM is just... I don't Man, know, there's that, some cool stuff happening. There's a guy that used to comment in our on our stories all the time. Like I haven't seen him around in forever. He had his he, own. I've seen he, him comment one time in like six months. But he does his YouTube st- channel still? Is it a thing still? I don't, I don't know. know. Let me check. What are yeah. you talking about? I don't even know what you're. What's his about? name? What was his his username? Charbax. Charbax. You remember Charbax? Oh yeah. Early okay. on. Okay. Yeah, I remember. Um, Charbax loved uh, trumpeting ARM stuff, technology in general, and basically demonizing Intel. Mm, he just published a video. Okay, so he's still out there. Maybe he got tired of us because uh, he would he would put some pretty <laughs> hateful stuff on there about Intel and yeah. about us for talking about Intel. But I mean, like at the time, it was like, dude, you know, there's like three, <laughs> need, there's we, like three ARM-based Chromebooks, and they're kind of sucky. We you know, need good Chromebooks, right? And right and now, at the that time, means Intel. Yeah, the only way that was happening was through Intel chips, uh, and it's still technically the truth right now. Like, you want a high-performance Chromebook, you, you're going to get an Intel Chromebook right now. Uh, and Google and Intel have obviously, you know, been very close through this whole process, and so. The next gen, like, I don't want to paint any of this stuff and say, oh, ARM is the future. ARM's going to change everything. Intel can go away and we'll, we'll never have an Intel Chromebook. Like, that's not the the future I'm painting. Like, you want a fast Chromebook, especially one that's going to run uh, Linux applications and, you know, parallels and stuff. Like, 100%, you, you need an Intel-based Chromebook for right now still. Probably all the way through 2021 until all of these other ARM Chromebooks show up. Then the, the conversation will change uh, at some point. Like if you're just looking for a good performing Chromebook that gets great battery life, maybe has some better connectivity options because LTE and stuff obviously becomes easier with ARM Chromebooks. Then yeah, the conversation changes in that four to six hundred dollar range. You know that there, there are going to be some things that ARM devices can offer that Intel chips won't be able to match at that price point. That's just the way it's going to be eventually. It's just we're not there yet. Well, and I could see like. Enterprise like Intel Chromebooks or Enterprise Chromebooks like that's what it is because they need Linux applications and they need parallels, parallels and all that kind of stuff and that's them and a lot of consumers buy ARM-based Chromebooks. I I could literally see that being the case in like 2022, right? Uh, but we're we're not there yet, and so yeah. we don't we don't no. want to come across that way. Like ARM's the future, ARM is everything, but ARM brings a lot of great stuff to the table just for the industry as a whole. Right. It and, really and let's does. Let's be honest, if if Apple can make 90% of their claims come true with their new ARM processor. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. thought of having to have a core, I, whatever, all this stuff to do heavy duty processing and video editing and all that stuff. ARM Out can do it. ARM yeah, yeah. can do it. They're capable of it. Okay. Uh, e- even before the Sorry. M1. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I don't even know what that was. What Roxanne, was that? Roxanne, man. Oh, Roxanne. But um, okay. it was also a vague Friends reference because uh, okay. when Ross... You guys are always making Friends references. Not Ross, I don't get Ross's any of them. son, this is like season eight or nine, Ross's son was going to school with Sting's son and they didn't get along. And so there's this whole thing. Well, Phoebe wanted Sting tickets. And so 
she was like, can you, you know, can you talk to him? And he's like, I don't know if I can, I don't really know him. And they don't, my kid, our kids don't get along and all this stuff. And so he's in the middle of explaining this. And Phoebe just goes, Ross can, Ross Ross can. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So yeah, there you go. Arm can. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) The, the. As Gabe was saying, I don't even know what Gabe was saying. I he said arm can twice. I literally don't know what Gabe was saying. So yeah, processing. I was trying to transition. Yeah, with the with the proper structure, we'll be able to. And again, like Robbie said, it's not going to replace Intel, but ARM can become just as competitive in this space because as they evolve and as they prove themselves in you know, Apple's new devices and Windows devices, whatever. Chrome OS will get to the point where things like GPU leveraging and whatnot will be capable of doing that. Yeah. And then we'll hopefully we'll start seeing those newer, more powerful uh, GPU, ARM GPUs in Chrome OS as well. So, so Gabe, talk a little bit about those. Uh, there was a couple articles that you referenced as we were getting started. A couple of them you sent last night about, about some of the comparisons between what people are already saying about and obviously people are like people need to get these devices in <laughs> we need to run full tests like yeah. these yeah, things were announced absolutely. this week but there's uh, already some people that are speculating tech, by the way yes there are people <laughs> speculating so and i you sent some articles i can't remember the exact specs so you're going to be better at this i think than me but uh, i don't know about all that but <laughs> so yeah i saw uh and is it anan tech i can never say tech and in tech had uh they haven't benchmarked them but they said that apple's claims of you know the 10 watt tdp but more power than whatever core i whatever are very very plausible and it really is because they they have their own gpu that they've built in this custom arm architecture and it very well could could do that but then zdnet said apple m1 speed test actually blows away the newest intel macbook pro yeah with yeah the the, uh, the like were they saying the latest macbook pro let's like, see or here. like the 16 macbook pro like we have no it says the it was no, the no, latest no, no. i thought here let's let's read it says the single core performance beats all macs on the market <laughs> and the multi-core score tops the 2019 16-inch pro model including the macbook pro with the 10th gen core i9 wow that's a lot that that's wow. a lot of processing power so it is especially yeah. considering that they're saying 18 to 20 hours of use not not battery life use like, like actually using web the browsing thing. constant video running um and yeah. again being fair to apple like when they've made claims on battery They've usually been pretty accurate. Normally pretty like, accurate. Yeah. They, um, well, and that, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, okay. but that's what they were saying. That's what, that's what we were saying a little bit before we got started here. Like, Apple normally doesn't just go out on a whim and throw stuff out there. They yeah. normally tested it pretty well. Now, the yeah. first couple iterations of it might kind of go quick. They might kind of get this into the market, figure out a couple things, tweak it, and then put out some new versions oh, yeah, pretty quickly. They're already building them too, yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> when they launch something, they put out some of these specs, like they've normally they've done their research. That's what a lot of the comments on the Anantech article said that, that it, historically when Apple says, Hey, it will do this. 
they usually under promise and over deliver. So that's, you can expect true. probably better, but the ZDNet article does go on to say that the Maced out, no pun intended, MacBook <laughs> Pro with a discrete GPU probably does perform better from a GPU standpoint, but raw processing power, the new ARM chip destroys the i9. So, so, so I was, yeah. So I was reading a Mac Rumors article where they were comparing just the Mac Mini. So the the Mac Mini 2020, which was just put out the space gray one, which was a random move like, from them, totally knowing, random. Knowing that they were going to do this totally with the M1, totally random. Like, why did you put that device out? It I, makes no sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just wanted the Intel option for people, like an updated Intel option. True. So there's people that are gonna still want to go get that, maybe. Oh, he has an idea. I have an idea. Okay, but but they were comparing right the two. Here. So they were comparing the two, and uh, they were saying, like, yeah, like for overall like big workflows, like big performance workflows, there are instances when you need the the more RAM and the higher maybe well not even processing power. What were they saying? I can't remember how they phrased it, but you might need the Intel for that sort of stuff. But they were like, for most users, this M1 is going to do the everything that they need to do especially like we've been talking a lot about buying this thing for video editing because we've already been discussing buying a trash can the mac pro nope a trash can that's Just all i was on board for but it's 30 what is it going to cost us we three we, grand three grand basically yeah for a used or refurbished a 2015 2015 yeah or something model? like that. Yeah, that, it's not the the tall one that looks like a cheese. It's sky, is it? Was it Skylight? No, that yeah, was this no, device. This thing. was Skylight. Yeah, our our current Mac that we edit on is the Sky first Lake. gen Skylake. Garbage. Which, if you know anything about Intel? First gen Skylake, no bueno. So, uh, and and we we've, it's been working. It's been okay. But we were we were talking and we were like, you know, this Mac that, that we have right here in front of us that we podcast with, its primary purpose, the two main things we do with it are two. Apple products. We, we use GarageBand to do audio because yep. it sounds amazing. It sounds better than anything we've been able to use well, it's otherwise. User-friendly. It's built in. It's there. It, and it, it works. works. It like, works great. Soundtrap is great for people that need like kind of an on-the-go thing. If you want to do a quick podcast, by all means, Soundtrap's great. We've tried Audacity. We've tried some other things. There's maybe some other Chromebook options that we could use, but we have this Mac already, and GarageBand sounds amazing, and it works. So we use it for that, and we use it for Final Cut. Yep. And like a lot of times I'll have this docked here at the office because it's just easy because I like to be able to jump around if I'm working on a photo edit or if I'm working on a video edit. Like I like to jump around and be able to have that. I don't want to have the Chromebook open and have to switch back and forth. So normally the Chromebook's like my morning or kind of house setup, office setup at the house. And then, you know, at uh, here, here at our main office, I'm using the Mac. And it seems like Apple is going to wire this thing and configure this thing the new m1 i'm talking about for those apps specifically and there is a video that uh jonathan morrison put out uh as kind of a rebuttal to uh linus tech tips which i thought was really funny like those guys have always kind of gone back and forth and it's a fun kind of youtube thing like they're friendly but they kind of also call each other out sometimes which i think yeah. is good. i think is good uh, from a creator standpoint, I think that's always good to do. And he started a render on his i9. Was it was an iMac? Core i9. Core i9. What do you say? Sixty-four, thirty-two gigs RAM. Uh, and I'm not sure now that it's Core i9. I can't remember what okay. he said. Whatever. So put it on he Twitter just said he said quick. it was a beefed out. It was a beefed out like iMac. Nice iMac. He said He's, it's not top of the line, but it was 
Very powerful. Exact same file, exact same codec, exact same everything, exact same export. So exporting under the same uh, H.264... 265. 265 MP4. Is it still MP4 then? Yeah, it's an MP4. So exact same export as that. He started it as that's rendering, or exporting, I'm sorry, not rendering. As that is rendering on the iMac, he pulls out the iPhone 12. Mini. Mini. And is With clicking like around. Twenty percent battery yeah. left. Oh yeah, he got the notification. He said, "Oh, I'm on low battery too." So he clicks out of that exact same file in in the iMovie. He uses is iMovie, it, on, is the, iMovie on, the on the phone. On the phone? Yeah. Which is, that was the only unfortunate thing. I wish he would have used iMovie on the. He could use iMovie yeah, on yeah, the yeah. Mac, right? Yeah. Didn't it, don't you still have iMovie on Mac or no? Yeah, oh, yeah. I think you can still use it. Anyway, I don't know. Whatever, but the rendering should in theory be the same or yeah, I mean, technically i mean you would think the the desktop would have a advantage oh yeah actually. sure because it's using the the pro version of right. the software right. well he starts he's like he's he's messing around with stuff and he, he clicks the wrong thing and he has to go back so in the meantime the imac is still exporting still chugging so finally he finally gets it clicks it and he holds it up and it finishes still faster than the imac did Right. On a phone, exact, and then he showed the file size, file size, exported file size, exactly same, the same, same file. It's the same exact thing. same file, and it literally was. I mean, we were talking a second ago about what percentage higher. It was, it was at least two hundred percent faster. Yeah, it was. It was a lot, lot faster. And then he goes on to kind of explain some of this stuff and why he's just saying, like, you know, Jonathan Morrison's a clearly an Apple fan. And and that's fine, you know. I do wish he was a little more forthright with it. He's just like, oh, I just like to make stuff, but but you love Apple stuff, and yeah. it's fine to and like totally Apple cool, yeah. stuff. Like, as a person who makes videos and helps record music and stuff, like, yeah, Apple's products are what you need to be using anyway. Right. Like, if you're talking about media creation, Apple ten years ago decided they were going to be really good at that, and and have been the best at that. They focus on that. They're they're very good uh, at making that work. The benefit with the M1 is that this isn't some brand new chip that they thought of, like you know, two weeks ago. They've been thinking about this for a while. I think probably with what they've figured out, with probably starting with like the A13 that they put in the first iPad Pro, and then continuing with the A14, like that. Those types of progressions they've made from processing power, they put that in place, and then added you know whatever they needed to do from gpu and yada, yada, yada and adding the ram into that whole die to put it in the m1 chip they've been thinking about this whole thing so that means their own in-house software has been being optimized. built to be optimized <laughs> for this yeah. stuff make no mistake apple software like apple made software is going to run like a mother on the m1 because they need it to like and I guarantee they weren't ready to make this announcement until they at least had that stuff in place. So Safari, Final Cut, well, um, what's some of their other stuff? Uh, I, I'm clearly way photos. way deep into the Apple ecosystem uh, here. Um, I don't know. So I any don't, of their I, office stuff. This Mac know. has all Google stuff on it. So right. I don't know. <laughs> but they're, uh, they're, their mail. They have a mail client. Do they have a, they have a photo editor? Yeah, sort? photos. Oh, it's I just use photos, photos on here every now and then. Yeah. Okay. The, the stuff that is built for Mac is going to work well on Mac. When Photoshop comes out completely compiled for the M1, because they have uh, Rosetta, I think is what they're calling it. Uh, so the Rosetta Stone is the is it, has something to do with some like language thing. What is the Rosetta Stone? Do you know that game, that reference? It's the reason why the company Rosetta Stone is called that. Let's yeah, it's the, yeah, it's the it's the broken tablets that they unearthed that they believe is the root of all 
all languages. Modern languages. Yeah. So yeah. That 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 the singular right. So point. they they use that term because it's uh, Rosetta for uh, Mac is going to be the thing that basically says, "Hey, you have a an Intel x86 based program." Here's how we'll, it's an emulator. Here's how we'll emulate it to work on the M1. And their claims are pretty bold there. I think those, th- that's going to be the places where the M1 chip is going to fall down a little bit. Um, and that's why they were being vague on some other things. Because people are going to be confused. Like, well, you know, it's, it's not running uh, Adobe Premiere as fast as my Core i7, uh, whatever, is running. Like, no, probably not. Because it's going to have to emulate it. But in the next couple months, when all of Adobe stuff is already written, like I saw a tweet come up today that uh, DaVinci Resolve Beta has already got a, a core or a, a, an Apple M1 uh, version already coming out. Yeah. So I'm like, trust me, like if Apple knows anything, they know how to wrench developers and make people do what they want them to do. And what Apple wants them to do is build uh, a version of their software, and they've they've even giving them the tools like here's the tools so to like the recompile thing or yeah so you could you it. can write apps that in this with these tools that work on both intel and uh, arm you know so they've already provided that tool they've provided conversion tools and they have rosetta that and, until you get it fixed it'll still run on this thing so like they've created these stop gaps i think some of the apps that aren't made for the m1 chip Probably, I guarantee might, you're going to see some struggle. Might have some issues. I would bet. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how that all works out. They've obviously made some pretty bold claims as how good their emulator is going to be. But if if what we've seen on Windows is any indication, uh, some of these bigger programs trying to be emulated in any way, like they're just going to struggle. Yeah. Um, they're they're not going to do as well as what they would do natively written. Um, yeah. But again, that's what Apple does. Like, here's a bridge. In six months, all your big applications will already be written for the M1 chip. Because they're like, it. hey, look, we got we. If we want to stay relevant on Macs, where all of our user base is, if you're a, you know, if you're Adobe, oh, you you have, have been on this. Yeah, this isn't like a uh, we don't want to. You have to. You have to fix this. Apple made this move. You have no control over that, and they've given you the tools to fix it. Like they're going to make their stuff work on on Mac OS, 100%. There's no question. Yeah. The question then becomes for the lingering pieces of software that are out there that aren't creatives, that aren't creative types. So if if a software maker is looking at it going, eh, Mac makes up like 15% of our user base, are they really going to take the time to make their, their app work by you know Q1, Q2, 2021? 2021? Probably not. Um, so there's going to be a lot of users out there that, that pick up these devices and start installing all the programs that they've been using and probably be in for a hard reality that it's, it might not work. It's going to feel like, Oh, I went from a MacBook, a dope MacBook pro to a MacBook air is what it's going to probably feel like. Uh, but there's plenty of users to try and test all of that stuff out for us. What we're looking (laughs) like us, we might just try it. (laughs) Well, and, and for us though, the things that we use our Mac for are Apple based pieces of software mm-hmm. that we know are going to work out of the mm-hmm. gate. Um, and so we can take all the benefits of this M1 architecture. You know, we can take the fact that I bet this this little um, Mac Mini is going to run off. I bet you will be able to run it off like a battery pack, you know, like that you would charge your phone with because it's the same architecture yeah. that runs um, a, a tablet. So it doesn't need a big, you know, 65-watt charger. It doesn't have to have that. The um, cord is like a... 
it's its own like is it own, own little charger thing? thing well not proprietary it just looks like an old like barrel charger yeah kind of. but it's like the little two-sided thing you know where it plugs in oh in the mac oh yeah, yeah. it looks like a printer mac. printer uh, yes that's yeah. a good example yes or a, a printer charger pot. Like a <laughs> yes, crock a crockpot charger, like a USB A kind of thing. No, or no, USB-B? no, no, no. It's like a barrel charger, but no, two no, no. of them it's, right oh, next. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Prong, so yeah. Imagine half of a uh, Chromebook. Yeah, cable. barrel yeah, charger. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then you'd have to have some sort of converter to. You'd have to AC have an. Converter. You'd have to have an AC plug oh, adapter to make that happen. I was hoping there that is they not would be a, a little progressive here and just say, "Hey, we're going to power this thing over USB C port." No, uh, that's ridiculous. No. Too, too much, too yeah, much, too much, too much, too soon. Um, but you know, like to be able to get, uh, you know, it starts at seven hundred bucks to be able to yep. get something that's going to run Final Cut the way this thing is probably going to run Final Cut. Yeah. For us, this makes a ton of sense because now this allows us to get a very portable, uh, very inexpensive, comparatively uh, thing that's going to edit video and do the things we need from a Mac at this point. Um, and and that's all we really need from it. Like we're for- not looking for this to be. You know the main computer. We, for we would rather use dollars. Yeah, we'd <laughs> rather use three thousand. You know Chromebooks for yeah. most stuff, and so uh, it's it's going to be an interesting thing. And and the reason mo- this is super interesting to us, especially, is we're having all these conversations around how ARM is changing and coming what along can ARM for Chromebooks. Really do? Yeah, what's ARM capable of? We're, we're about to find out in a very real, tangible way that yeah, like the max capacity of what. ARM is capable of when everything lines right. up. Now, that when you're talking about Final Cut on a Mac running is, Apple Silicon, like you said, it's it's that, optimized. Everything is optimized and perfectly in line as you can get. So this is this is best case scenario. This is like this is what ARM is the the full capability of it. And my guess is, from the looks of it, it's going to be insanely compelling. Um, and does that mean we're going to see you know ARM chips what, and Chromebooks gonna, that do this yeah. tomorrow? No, what, it doesn't. But what could the future hold? Yeah. You know, what we're going to do is. We're going to, if we get it, which we're going to, we're going to get it. Let's be honest with ourselves. Uh, we're going to copy over a project file, you know, all the assets and everything. We're going to put it on on this Mac. Yep. And on the and, other one. And on that one. Gonna we're going to click export at the exact same time. See what happens. And I have a very strong feeling that the M1 is going to demolish this thing. The other day I was uh, exporting, yeah. I was exporting your, your thoughts on the MediaTek event. Uh, it was a three four minute video not long at all and what did we say it took about an hour to export that video yeah and then the rendering was and oh by the time at the at, you know as yeah the rendering took about that same amount of time yeah, so. i want to say it was about two hours yeah two hours total export. of hey i have my edit done the edit is done like i have all my stuff in place now i need to sit here let the color grade run let all the graphics render out gotta do all that you know and then now then i can export <laughs> I can actually right. get the project out after I've already waited an hour, basically. Uh, and I have, a, I have a very good feeling that this this ARM chip, again, we got to remember, this is an ARM chip, is going to crush it. And for the price, it's a no-brainer for us. I mean, it's $1,400 compared to $3,200 or whatever it's going to be So to get the trash can. So... It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to compare them. It's going to be fun to see what an ARM chip can really do. And like you said, this is best case scenario, right? So this maybe isn't an apples to apples comparison of what maybe some newer ARM chips that are coming out are going to be able to do. Like, oh, hey, like a Chromebook's going to be able to render video like this. Like, nah, maybe not. But it just it it's going to be a it, fun experiment. It proves that ARM is like ready for big time 
to me. That's what With it's doing. With all the things in place that it needs, right. it can do this. It's right. capable of this stuff. And, and for a long time, you know, ARM on, on desktop specifically has kind of played a sideshow. So it's always, we're going to add this in and we're going to see if we can make this work versus Apple is putting it on stage, limelight, saying, hey, we're putting all our eggs in this basket. Right. What's it actually capable of? When Because with Intel, like if Intel chips um, had, had been treated the way ARM chips were, were up until now, w- would we even see, would we even have that expectation of their computational power if... Nobody even wrote stuff. Even like if people were writing software that didn't work on Intel chips, would we even have a conceptual notion that they're fast? Like we don't even know. We don't know what they're capable of until all the stuff aligns and somebody takes a step and goes. Because even even Microsoft hasn't been able to do that. They can't. They're not in the position to do what Apple's doing. Um, you know, they've got Windows that works on ARM, but good luck convincing all of those legacy people to write software for not a very, gonna very tiny niche <laughs> not right. gonna happen bro it's and, and so we'll emulate everything and so then reviewers get it and go yeah god everything runs slow on this well there's nothing written for arm on it and you're like it's all emulated yeah and so apple is just in Hot a unique garbage. position to do what they're doing but so is google with chrome os i mean chrome os is basically the web so web's fine web's it's fine gonna work ARM. just fine you know so <laughs> Um, you know, if, if Apple has great success here, um, I feel like we're looking at that trickling down into great success for arm on. Yeah. On and I, I'm sure Robbie, I'm sure you've probably thought about writing this, but this is on my, my to-do list too, of why, why Apple's M1 chip matters for Chrome OS for the industry in, in general, but for Chrome OS, because the, this could completely change the landscape of computing, not just Chromebooks. But with where Chrome OS is with ARM right now and with the way they're moving forward with leveraging hardware and the web being the way that it is, if ARM is truly successful with this processor, Chromebooks, I mean, the parity between Chrome OS and Mac OS and Windows, is it's just drawing so much closer. Yeah, um, I mean, and think about the benefit for Chromebooks. like. It means the whole like Android project that's been ongoing for four and four, almost four and a half years now is going to just be better because of it. Like, is that out of beta yet? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, without doing, without doing anything, you know, just more arm chips means Android developers breathe a little easier or more compelled even to make more apps that have a desktop interface. And you know what I'm saying? Like I even had the, the notion today as we were talking, like, We've been waiting for Adobe Premiere to roll out for oh, forever. Oh, yeah. We never, did, was that your thought earlier? Did no. You? I have that thought, too. Okay. Still. Um, so, you know, we've been waiting for Adobe Premiere to sh- Premiere Rush to show up, and it just hasn't shown up, hasn't shown up. We were talking earlier today, and I'm like, I wonder, I wonder if it's not Adobe waiting for ARM Chromebooks to show up. And that that's not a good sign on Adobe's part. It's not like, oh, right, that's a, that's the right move. Like compile your software to work on x86. That's what you need to do. But if they don't feel like doing that and they don't see Chrome OS as a, a viable thing to spend the development time on, perhaps they're just waiting for the handful of the next-gen MediaTek devices because, honestly, let's be real. Do you, are you really going to try to edit big videos with Premiere Rush on the Lenovo Chromebook Duet? Nope. I will answer for you. No, you're not. Yeah, you would not want to do this. But if if they're sitting back and going, "Hey, we do have 
new MediaTek 8192 devices coming out probably in the first half of 2021, and we'll have some Snapdragon Chromebooks coming out. Our software already works on those things. Like we people have Android phones and it's running on those platforms already. No big deal. I could see Premiere Rush probably waiting and coming out alongside these ARM-powered Chromebooks. And that's just one example of how these developers are looking at this whole thing. They have finite resources. They're making decisions based on you know, what they can and can't do, what they're going to spend time on, what they're not going to. And, you know, the, the, the benefit for Apple coming out and doing what they're doing is shining a light on what ARM can do. It's just, just going to cause developers to be thinking like, oh, well, I don't write anything for, for Apple, but I write stuff for Android. And now the idea of mobile apps or, or mobile platform apps being on desktops becomes more mainstream because Google's been doing it for a while, but most people just don't think about it that way. Then now I'm thinking like, oh my God, is my app going to be on a Chromebook? Because again, we talked to um, uh, John at, at Google and he said that most developers don't even realize their apps are on Chromebooks. So like you can see where what Gabe was saying just a minute ago, where this whole thing could trickle down and cause developers to be like, oh crap, I didn't even think about it. But yeah, I guess it will run on a Chromebook. And well, we may not have the time to make sure that it works really great on x86. We know it works on ARM, so we're we're already good to go there. Let's uh, let's change up so when screen size is this big, we add a sidebar over here and make a nice desktop. You know, like I, I think it's going to have a benefit, uh, a beneficial impact on on Chromebooks moving forward. But back to my quick thought, and this is I'm, I think I'm done talking after this. Um, earlier on when he said we've we were heard that about, line before haven't we gabe <laughs> we, we were talking about why it is that no. that apple put out famous the, last words <laughs> the, i'm not going to let you derail me the intel mac mini just a couple months ago why'd they do this could be very brilliant if they did it so it basically gives tech bloggers and anyone who wants to see a comparison a very specific side-by-side this versus that. It's not like, well, that's on a MacBook and this is on a Mini. And blah, blah. like, no. nope, this is apples to apples right here. Like, no latest pun, version, no twenty twenty. This is the best Intel we got. Here's our new M1. Here you go. Check them out. Plug oh, them into wow. a monitor and see what happens, bro. Because it's the exact same Let's thing. Let's just buy both of them. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> but no, don't, we're not an Apple blog. We just do that. just no. wait. Just wait. The the. YouTube tech well, that, scene will that, be that, inundated. That Mac with, Rumors article was our that was, it was exactly that. Yeah, that was it. I mean, that's what that's what they're gonna and, and we're gonna see like the beasted out. How much? And what's the 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 cheese grater Mac go for? Like forty oh, grand gosh. if you max it out, yeah, yeah. something like 30, that. If you get 30, the wheels, put the seven hundred dollar wheels yeah, on. Put like, the wheels on it. Somebody <laughs> Lou, if yeah, if somebody somebody reach out. Somebody knows uh, Lou at uh, Unbox Therapy. He'll do this. He got the money. Um, go get that thing. Maxed out, and then max out the Mac Mini. Put them side by side. Do see some, what do some, do some tests. See what happens. Because uh, I, I would venture to say, even with a forty thousand dollar Intel machine, there are going to be certain things. I don't. I, I would hope that the Intel machine would win in most categories. You would hope. But yeah. With some of the claims Apple's making, it's like there might be certain tasks that this like, chip I'm is going to be of, better at. I'm thinking know. of like a Hollywood movie studio who's running a you know, uh, color grading room, right? There's these right. crazy rooms where these yeah. these people are 
pulling in all this different footage and they have all these screens and all this and they're looking at the raw footage there and then they're adjusting it here and the, the outputs there and they have all these this stuff like i'm thinking of that scenario like what happens in that scenario you're going from this why did they like they're from from apple's standpoint they made that mac pro the the cheese grater for a reason like it's got to be good right, right? So like, where does, where does the the M1 fit into? I think the I M1 know. fits in perfectly for people like us, like YouTubers, right. for people who are working on one project at a time. That's pretty simple. Like, there we don't have be, a ton of stuff going on. There has to be some IO videos. stuff going on. That there has to be some limitations to what there's, because if not, why would they? They would have just stopped making Macs and Mac Pros. For why the would last they have year invested said, all hey, of that time? Right, we're gonna. We're going to put the M1 in everything. Like, there's yeah, got to be yeah, limitations. It, it there's can't be, be that powerful because you have you have companies like Acer and their concept line. They, I mean, the you got like Lucas Films and stuff using these forty and fifty to sixty thousand dollar desktop machines with the Intel and the you know GTX and all this stuff. That there has to be a line where those devices are needed, and the M1 just can't you can't tell me that it can do even remotely close to yeah. everything that the, those devices It doesn't can. seem possible, but, but it's going to be so no. interesting to watch people try. But like I think that's going to yeah, be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. But I yeah. think for most people, like, I yeah. mean, we honestly weren't ever going to buy a Mac pro, like the cheese grater. Like we're never going to buy that. Like Marquez got one, I think cause he just but probably he has, has the money. A hundred thousand dollar red cameras yeah he just he just he just he just wanted to yeah he just wanted to have it probably more than anything but it's gonna fit in really nicely like this mac mini is gonna fit in really nicely for youtubers for casual creators for photographers once once adobe rolls rolls out their stuff like this thing's gonna fit in really well for that and there's so many people right now that are making that are making that sort of content you know what i'm saying like when you think about how many people in the world truly need a Mac Pro the cheese grater, a tiny, tiny amount of people. Not it's, many people need that machine. Right. Like, hardly any, honestly. And now, I mean, even the even the Mac Pro, the new Mac Pro with M1 in it, like, it's going to do a lot of things well for a lot of people. Yeah, my only um, concern with what they've done with pricing, like they took the Mac Mini down in yeah, pricing. The, the, the MacBook Pro is so weird. Thirteen hundred dollars. Why, why is it still so expensive? Like you're building your own silicon, so the whole uh, Intel tax the is chassis gone. is made from one hundred percent recycled. It's the same thing. Like it's the same device. You just saved a chunk of money by putting your own processor in and not having to figure out a discrete graphics card and you know blah 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 all the things that building your own silicon should help with price why does it cost the same like why why didn't you pass at least 100 150 dollars off in savings to the customers to show hey not only is it just as powerful but now we can make it for cheaper like that would have been a killer thing imagine if that macbook air would have come in at 700 bucks make that thing make that thing uh make the mac pro 999 yeah, to start, it should be the base model nine ninety nine, dude. That would have crushed it. I th- I was literally I was watching the the keynote. Uh, you had left. Gay was doing something. I was sitting there just watching it by myself, and they had, were talking about the Mac Pro, and I was like, Oh my gosh, here we go! Like, please make this thing nine ninety nine because I specifically remember uh, whenever I went to 
college, I was like the first one out of my friend group that had a Mac because I was all back then. Like I've, I've just always been techie, right? And I've always so been. Like, I can only be creative if I have a Mac. Uh, I have to have this Mac to be forward thinking and unique. <laughs> uh, no, I just I I really did I. I I was always into video editing and I wanted a Mac. So, cause like you said earlier, they're, they're way ahead on that stuff, honestly. Yeah, so I got the Mac and then my buddy, Travis wanted to get a Mac as well for college. Uh, we were going to the same school and we drove all the way up to, uh, oh, what was the name of that place? Mac something, Mac authority, Mac authority, Mac authority in Cincinnati, Ohio to buy him a Mac because it was on sale. It was the unibody, the white unibody. Oh, Mac, yeah, yeah. Right. And it was nine forty nine was the price of that device. And we thought we were getting a deal. Like, and it was a great deal because we had done all signs of research. I'd helped him find this device. You know, it was like before you had all the refurb stuff that they do now. Right. Like we found this device, we drove up there and got it. And uh, that was a great price for that device. And I think about the devices they're putting out now are miles ahead of that. And if they put that M1 out with that sort of price, I was like, please just make it, just make it like nine ninety nine, even like 11, <laughs> just make it ten ninety nine. Ten ninety nine would right. be great too. But it was, uh, yeah. Yeah, they said, I think that's starting the only place. At, starting at, what was it? It starts at twelve ninety nine, right? Is that the, yeah? Just the so first 13, one, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that's what they've always started at. Yeah. So, so that that part that. was like, come on. Part of this is you know ARM costs less and yada yeah. yada, and it's in house too. It's an in house processor. Come on. Well, and that's where like Linus's video was kind of funny. It's like, yeah. Do you want an iPad with a screen? An iPad with a touch screen <laughs> or an iPad with no screen. <laughs> And to be fair, that's kind of what it is. Kinda, Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, probably it's probably not far off from the from the internals. That's what it is. But people have been talking about the power of the iPad yeah. Pros for a little bit now, trying to say like these things are crazy powerful. And people write did, it off because it's like it's a different form factor. Yeah, it's a different just, OS. It so it's ha, not. It, did, it didn't it's have not the same. It didn't have a desktop class. Yep. Layout or it didn't have a desktop layout. That's all it is. And honestly. that's the other part, like how, like seeing how Mac OS behaves when, like, sometimes I'll come over and Joe's desktop is cluttered with twenty open windows oh, yeah, at a time. Like, know. how are these ARM chips going to process that yeah. kind of load? Because ARM chips, we don't see them in this scenario very often. So there's a ton that's unknown here, and the fact that Apple was not super specific with any of their claims leads me to believe there are going to be some places where these yeah. things don't perform yeah. the way that we you would want them for what we're doing yeah stay tuned what, we're going to test yeah, it for what we're going to do i think it's going to be great <laughs> yeah it's but, going to be a fun experiment for sure yeah it's going to be a fun experiment i mean this thing that the mac pro that we're looking at here is is always on a uh, what do you call these things just a laptop stand. laptop stand uh it's always on a laptop stand a i riser. have a laptop riser uh and i have the keyboard trackpad and i have the acer monitor that i bought a while ago so plugging in this mac mini is going to be plug it right in ready yeah, to plug go and go it's yeah. going to be i'm going to lose a little bit of real estate over there but honestly the the monitor that i have in there was 250 dollars. so guess what i can just buy another one of those either that and or use we've got three 1080p the, extra monitors the, the yeah the the externals yeah so uh it's gonna be a it's gonna be a really fun experiment, mainly because we have been talking about ARM for a while on this podcast. We've been talking about it as uh, what's coming for 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 Chrome OS, and now we're obviously the 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 Mac comparison isn't gonna line up exactly, but it's at least gonna give give us an idea of what an ARM processor can really do. 
and what it's capable of. I think that's the that's the interesting part, what it's capable of. So yeah. So stay tuned. We're gonna keep working on all that stuff, and uh, yeah, we're probably gonna order one of these pretty soon. <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> It'll be ordered today. Yeah, next week. Come on, give me give me till next week. I gotta take time on these sort of purchases, okay? Oh, you know if this. We wait till next week, then it's gonna take even longer to ship. And... <sighs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. We'll order it after this. All right, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. That's it for this week. We appreciate you all listening. We're going to link everything. Uh, I didn't take any show notes, so I'm not sure what we talked about, but hopefully we can remember. We're going to link everything. Uh, But thank you all so much for tuning in and for your support, and we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.